Salam everyone, welcome back to Nurain, the Two Lights podcast. Um, I'm Sumaya, and this other voice <laughs> is Asil. Um, it's funny how we introduce it differently. I don't know if you noticed. Like, Do whenever we? I introduce, I say something a little bit different than what you say. You go, Salam. Um, no, not even no? that. Like, after, like, I'll be like, Welcome back to Nurain. And I don't know what you say, I can't remember. <laughs> But hey it's everyone, different. Welcome back to another new day episode. Yes, that's what you say. I love how it's just kind of like a script that we both Um <laughs> Yeah. Anyway, we are back um, in a recording studio, just like last week. We're in the same place, actually, um, at campus. On, wait, at school on campus. Um, so we're hoping that the quality of the voices sounds a little bit better. Anyway, enough uh, babbling. <laughs> Today, we are going to talk about the concept of judgment, um, and I don't mean like the day of judgment or Allah's, um, you know, ability to judge between us, but we're going to be talking about how as Muslims, we are not supposed to behave in a judgmental fashion. Um, and so I want to give a little backstory as to why I even... Um, decided to kind of give this idea. Um, this is something we've both, I think, been thinking about for a while because we've had our own personal growth within this whole realm of judgment and stuff. Um, but about, I want to say like a week ago, a week and a half ago, maybe two weeks ago, I can't exactly remember. Um, I, well, actually, let me take it back a day. Okay. So like, Two-ish weeks ago, I went to the masjid um, for Aisha, and after Aisha prayer, someone took their shahada. And he was a relatively young man. I think he was about 25 years old, and he took his shahada. And I always love seeing people take their shahadas, but he he got emotional. He started crying, and of course, it made a lot of people in the masjid also get emotional. Um, this man had his girlfriend with him at the masjid, um, supporting him while he took his shahada and she became so overcome by emotion as well. Um, you know, I spoke to her, got to know her, gave her my number just in case she needed anything. Um, and like a week later she texted me and she just, yeah, any basic stuff like, Hey, how are you? Whatever. Um, but she told me that she wanted to call me. And she wanted to call me because she wanted to speak to me about Islam. So she said, you know, ever since my boyfriend took his shahada, I've really been wanting to take my shahada as well. And I just wanted to speak to a female. She said, I, I feel like I didn't, you know, I don't really know a female that I can speak to about certain things in Islam. I want to get the female perspective and whatnot. Um, so uh, she called me and we had a little conversation about all the little concerns and the questions that she had. Now, I was, of course, really happy after that conversation. I felt very like fulfilled and just hopeful and made a lot of du'a for her to, inshallah, like take her shahada. She hasn't yet. Um, but I, I also came out of that conversation feeling a little bit disappointed in the Muslim community um, because the things that she was telling me um, a lot of her fears were rooted in what other Muslims would think of her. So for example, she was asking me about the hijab 
And she was trying to understand, well, is the hijab um, an obligation or is it something that, you know, it's, you know, recommended to do? She told me she sees Muslim women wearing it. Some Muslim women don't wear it, whatever. Um, and she was just asking me, like, you know, what's the ruling of hijab? And and then she was like, yeah, this, you know, this is something I kind of struggle with because, um, you know, growing up and, and, and culturally, like hair is a really big part of who we are and how we express ourselves and all these things. And she's like, I don't know if I'd be able to just put it on, you know, put the hijab on like right away. And I'm so afraid that, you know, people are going to look down upon me if I don't wear it and, and whatnot. And this was so sad to me. Because, and I, I know that maybe some people won't agree with me, but I would rather someone be Muslim, like become Muslim and not be quote unquote perfect right away than not be Muslim at all. I would rather someone accept Islam and work on putting on their hijab and work on, I don't know, whatever, like um, not having like, you know, guy friends or friends of the opposite gender or, or you know, ending a, a haram relationship. I would rather someone just enter the folds of Islam first and learn about Allah's mercy and learn about who Allah is than being so fearful of what Muslims are going to say about them, you know? So when she told me all these things about how she felt like, you know, there was just so much judgment from the Muslim community towards her and towards her boyfriend who had gone to some masajid and he was apparently, you know, people made a lot of comments about his tattoos. Like the man just became Muslim like a week ago. And people are sitting here commenting about the fact that he has tattoos or the fact that his hair is a certain way. Like he is an African-American man and it's, <laughs> sorry, I dropped my phone. And it's just, it was just so sad to me how like, I don't know, like if I see someone at the masjid with tattoos, honestly, I just automatically think, oh, this person's probably a convert, you know, like yeah. I don't sit there and be like, wow, you cannot come to the masjid with your tattoo showing. Or you can't come to the masjid if your hair is a certain way. Or you can't come to the masjid without wearing your hijab super properly. I think the thing that we don't realize, and I know this is coming from like more of a revert perspective or perspective on reverts, but this is something that we need to apply to anybody. Um, we don't realize that some people, they, they, they haven't been um, Muslim for that long, whether they just converted or even if they were born and raised muslim maybe they never actually understood islam maybe they're just now learning islam maybe they're just now connecting with islam and for us to sit here and judge them in a way that is just so arrogant and tell them well you can't come to the masjid like that can you imagine how horrible it is if you're the reason why someone is turned away from the faith to judge someone means that you're better than them, that you think you're better than them, right? If you're judging someone, that's you putting the person down because you, for whatever reason, think that you are better than that person. So who gave you the right to claim yourself as better? And who gave you the right to put other people down? So I think that's kind of the premise of this episode of just, I, I just was so disappointed with the fact that People are interested in converting to Islam and they are hesitant because they're afraid of the judgment of the Muslim community. We are not supposed to have that standard. We're supposed to have the complete opposite standard. We're supposed to be people who are welcoming and accepting. And by accepting, I don't mean that we're going to accept things that are haram. I do not. I do not mean that at all. I don't mean that whatsoever. But if someone is struggling, if someone is trying to get better, it's not for you to sit here and put them down, 
right? So yes, we are supposed to be welcoming and accepting to a certain degree, because again, emphasizing not accepting of every single thing that we come across, absolutely not. But there are ways to approach things, even things that are haram, you know? And I just think it's so interesting. It was me and another woman, an older lady at the masjid, when this guy took his shahada and his girlfriend was there. And I'm sorry, Asil, I'm like talking for so long. But the first thing I I asked this this girl, I asked her, I was like, oh, how are you like related to him? Because I honestly wasn't sure. And she said, I'm his girlfriend. I could have, the way I reacted, could have determined whether or not she would want to accept Islam, right? Imagine if I reacted and was like, oh, he can't have a girlfriend. Like, he's going to have to break up with you. Like, do you know how crazy that would be of me to do? I didn't say, I just said, oh, okay. And I just kept talking to her. Like, you know what I mean? Like, there was no need for me to sit here and make a scene about it. And neither did the other lady. We were both trying so hard to just make her feel like she belongs with us. Um, So I think that that's kind of the premise of this episode. Um, I have a question for you, but if you want to comment on anything I said first, you can. Okay, so um, both Asid and I have mentioned in previous episodes that we um, recognized how important it is over the past few years to not judge. Um, And I think both of us used to be pretty judgmental people. And I don't mean that in the sense of like we would ever go to someone and like judge them to their face. But you know, (laughs) I think my face used to say a lot about what I thought of people. Yeah. I I think I want to clarify though, that like as humans, we're never going to not have judgments. Like every single one of us is going to have judgments because that's human nature. But I think it depends on like, how do you react to that judgment? So my question is what, what is it, if anything, if there was a specific incident or moment that made you realize, like, you know what, I need to stop judging other people? That's a good, good question. I don't want to, I can't pinpoint this to a specific incident. I think it was just through Nurain, through, you know, stuff I would do at school, through the MSA, through Nurain, specifically those two, I think I learned how... I learned who I was and I learned who the person I had the potential of becoming and I realized that judging others really was a hindrance in Mm -hmm. that and what I mean by that is like we're all sinners Mm -hmm. that's the way that humans are right and I think that once I fell into some of the things that maybe I maybe judged other people for doing in the past I came to realize that this is like why on earth should I judge people just do it doesn't mean I never once had the, the idea or the notion that I was better than anyone else. I would like to make that very, very clear. It's not, that's not something, if anything, it was the complete opposite. I always held myself to a certain standard that I don't, I, you know, kind of a really, really high standard, okay? But in the process, I also held other people to standards without realizing that there are other things that are going on in people's lives that you may or may not know about. You know, there are other things that somebody might be struggling with and that you might visibly see, but there are other things that deep down, they're doing really, really well and you just haven't noticed yet and i think when i came to realize just how ignorant we all are in terms of the other people's experiences other people's i don't know lives in general you know who am i to judge i don't want allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to hum- humiliate me on the day of judgment for my sins you know i started to realize that it's not that people see you as such a great person it's that how well has allah subhanahu wa ta'ala hidden your flaws how well has he hidden your 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 sins and your wrongdoings you know there are things that 
that we all do and that sometimes only we know right Right. or only we and a handful of people know and personally right if i don't if i want allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to keep those things continuing like continue to to hide those flaws of mine in the public so i can continue to do good without being judged by others what right what liberty do i have to to judge others in the first place i have i have no right whatsoever and i think genuinely through the podcast through having these conversations with Samaya and then through doing dawah which started off at, at my school at my high school um i came to realize that everyone comes from all different walks of life and we should respect that but we should also you know if anything instead of judging i've replaced my judgmental mindset with a mindset of of you know praying for this person or praying for that person or whatever and just seeking good for them because you know what when you make dua for other people the angels make dua for you right and so i think that when i really came to that conclusion i really started to delve more into learning about the prophet having these conversations and giving dawah as a whole um and trying to become an embodying sorry so many different elements but also trying to embody what the quran teaches us right i think it just came naturally i think it was just kind of almost a subconscious decision that I made that started to to unfold into my actions and that's why I always say you start off with learning you start off with knowledge and you try from there you try to to spread it and teach it to others and through that process that you even realizing it you're going to change as a person you know your mindset about the world is going to change because you've been you've been given the wonderful opportunity from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to be able to to help other people's mindsets change, you know? And you really, you do learn from from everybody around you. Um, So to answer your question, no, there wasn't really a specific incident. I think it was just more of like, over time, as as we've progressed through the years, my mindset has changed because my priorities in life has shifted. And I realized that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala really, really, I mean, he's always got your back. And even if I do know that somebody is committing a sin that they shouldn't be committing, who am I to judge them for that? You know, just make right. dua that they get better. Or, you know, make dua that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala helps them in whatever ways they need help and helps you in the way that you, you need help. And we can dive into a bunch of Quranic verses and stuff later regarding, and, and hadith, um, regarding all of that. But, but yeah, it's just, it was just a mindset change. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I think for me, it was also um, like a, culmination over a few years but I think my biggest thing was that I realized that Allah can make you um or like put you into situations that you judged other people for like when you realize how quickly Allah can just change your circumstances and he tests you with the same things that you were judging other people for you real like that's just so humbling like you realize how um insignificant you really are and so i think that was the biggest thing for me like i'm not proud of a lot of the ways that i have judged people in the past again internally because i i don't think i've ever like went up to someone and said anything and again like we're all gonna have our internal judgments but i think like what do you counteract them with is kind of the big thing so as Sita said, you know, making dua for this person and on all of these things. But for me, it was really just realizing and, and recognizing that it doesn't matter where I'm at right now. Even if maybe I'm, you know, you know, I don't, I don't want to say 
in a more secure place. But it, even if I'm not doing certain sins that other people are doing or whatnot, like realizing that honestly, I could be in their shoes tomorrow and I would never know that today, you know? So like really, really just recognizing that I am no better than anyone else no matter what my conditions are, no matter what their conditions are. Like, I think it, again, it became sort of a, like Asid was saying, a mindset shift where because I was tested, I knew like that all of the judgments that I had about people, all of these preconceived notions, all of these things, first of all, a lot of them are not even true. And I came to know that through my experiences so if i was judging people based on my false assumptions like do i want people doing that to me the answer is no um and i think this is so interesting because we get so defensive about things like if someone were to come up to us and and say something about something that we're doing we get so defensive and one of the first things that most of us would say is you have no idea what i'm going through you have no idea what what i'm experiencing you have no idea how much this is affecting me you have no idea how badly i want to get out you know we we say all these things of you have no idea and that's because it's the truth people don't have any idea a lot of the time so then why are you going to go while also having no idea and judging other people right like i know that I would become very defensive about something if someone accused me of something that I wasn't doing or maybe they they perceived in the wrong way or whatever. I would become very defensive about that. And I'd be like, who are you to accuse me of these things? Or who are you to say X, Y, and Z thing about me? So in the same way, it's like, if you don't want it done to you, why are you doing it to someone else? And that's a hadith that we all know. Like you're, you know, um, I can't think of the Arabi right now, but like, oh, uh, Oh my gosh, no, I literally can't think. This has been a long day. But like the best of you are those who are um, basically the best to your brothers or like what you don't want done to yourself, like you shouldn't do to your... I literally cannot think of the Arabic terminology right now, which is so bad. Okay. Um, I'm like, oh, خيركم من something. There's so many. There's so many of them. Anyway, but, um, but yeah, so I feel like that was the biggest thing for me was just realizing like that humbling piece of like, if I don't want this done to me, um, then I shouldn't do it to other people. But also, like, I understood in a sense, right? So I understood that even if I'm seeing something on the surface, seeing people do things on the surface, I understood that there's honestly so much more, so much more. And you only see what's on the surface. You don't see how that person is actually struggling or how that person may be fighting with everything they have to get closer to a lot. All you see on the surface is a sin or whatever, whatever the case may be. So I really understood that on a personal level, like what's being shown on the outside is just what people are seeing, but there's so much more to that. Um, So that was a really big thing for me. I think in recent months, it's been something where, again, it's like you look at people, they're doing certain things, even if you see it on social media, whatever, and you just realize like, again, Allah could put me in that situation. I have no idea. Allah could test me with that, Um, exact same sin, that exact same test, that exact same circumstance. And I have no idea how I would respond, right? Like we always look down upon people. You're like, wow, like they're doing that. What in the world? But you have no clue how you would react if you were in that situation. So all of those realizations. And then recently, I think I've been trying to like counteract all of that with this mindset um, of everybody is better than me. 
And I don't mean that in a way to put yourself down, but even Omar ibn al-Khattab, like radiallahu anhu, he had that mindset. And he was one of the khulafa. He was one of the best men to ever walk this earth. But the reason why he was one of the best men is because he didn't think he was. And so I think that that is such a crucial point of like, you're supposed to be living your life not thinking you're better than other people, but looking at other people and being like, okay, even if they're doing things that I don't agree with, even if they're doing things that I, um, you know, hope to never do, what can I learn from them? What can I learn from them? So it's not, it's not about, oh yeah, I'm so much better because of they're doing this and I'm not. I think that that mindset is what gets you destroyed very, very quickly. Um, so I don't know if all of that made sense. I feel like I was like <laughs> word vomiting. Um, but think, but yeah, I think just all those things, like humbling yourself before like Allah humbles you. Yeah, <laughs> very, very, very big thing. Yeah. <laughs> I think that you said a couple of things and it reminded me from when I was younger, my my... My mom, so there used to be the science museum that we would go to all the time. And my mom, she, um, at the front of the museum, there was like this huge amethyst, right? Like, I think I've said this story before, ginormous. Like it was, it was pretty tall, almost as tall as my dad and who is very tall, um, (laughs) unlike me anyway. And so obviously if you've ever seen an amethyst, you'll know the outside is grungy looking. It's gross. It's, it's a rock, you know, but on the inside, um, it's it's absolutely beautiful with these beautiful different shades of, of purple and all of these things and she would often tell us it's what's inside that matters it's what inside that mm. counts and of course she's talking about inner beauty and stuff but I think over the years that was a lesson that I've really kept into my life and it comes to show that sometimes on the outside all you can see is people's dirt all you can mm. see is these things right but you don't truly know what what they're all about Right, you don't truly know how maybe how beloved they are to Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala. Your judgment can make them think like that. Maybe the environment around them might make them quote unquote seem dirty, right? And, and and dirty in terms of the rock, but you know, reality might make them seem like there's something that they're not. But the reality is that they could be they could be an absolute gem who is just needs to be uncovered a little bit, who just needs to show its full potential, right? Who just needs to like just give it time. And I think that's. That's something that we often just don't, we don't do. We just don't give people time. We don't give people a chance to, even if they've done something wrong, we don't give people a chance to redeem themselves. We just think like, oh, okay, you've gone, like, halas, you know, but like. All hope is lost. Right? But like, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala doesn't do that to us. So why do we have, why do we think we have the authority to do that to other people? And as you were talking, okay, I can't remember, I can't even remember the details of the story. Some of you might know, but there is a story about, like a scholar and his son or something like that or like something like along those lines and everyone was sleeping and the son noticed that like no one woke up for like to head should and no one woke mm-hmm. up in the middle of the night to pray and he said something this is really 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 vague but there's a lesson to this but he said something it was like um as i look at all of these people they're all i don't know what they were exactly but like look at all these people not a single one of them woke up to pray to head should, not a single one of them woke up to pray qiyam basically and the 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 scholar he was like oh my son I'd for wish that you like basically slept like all night then and not prayed to Hajjah then for you to have come and judge these people, you know and there's a really value and I totally butchered that story my head is just not there today, um, so I do apologize it is well known though but <laughs> um, the moral of the story is right like 
if you think that you're doing something good and you don't see other people doing that, that doesn't mean it gives you the place to judge either. You know, it doesn't mean that it gives you a better standing with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala because you might only see a little sliver, a little glimpse of into into somebody's life. Um, so I think that's another story that we should all just kind of keep in the back of our minds. And I had another thing and I just can't, I can't for the life of me remember anymore. But yeah, I just think that judging people it's really it's it's so judged and i said this earlier but i kind of want to expand on that point and it's along the lines of what samaya said it's not only that it can you know allah subhanahu wa ta'ala could put you in that same position overnight which he can and through experiences it happens you know but um but it's also like um it's that in and of itself is a sin judging people is a sin and i think we often forget that i think i used to inherently think Oh, I'm just a judgy person. Like, that's just the way God created me. No, that is a character flaw. If you are judgy, that's a character flaw. Like, genuinely, you can you can be observant. I think that's where my judginess came from. It came from being a very observant person about other people's lives. About I'm a people watcher, right? So I do notice things about people. And because of that, sometimes you feel, that, you feel like you have insight into somebody's life. And therefore, because you know, you've been given the ability to observe and notice the little things about people, it gives you the liberty to judge people. And that's just not, that's just not how it works. And I definitely learned that over the years, right? It's judging people in, in and of itself is a sin, right? Just like how backbiting is equivalent to like eating your own brother's flesh on the day of judgment. Judging people is also extremely detrimental because in the process, right? And we were talking about this in our music episode but you know there's an ayah about like in surah muhammad i think the 24th ayah and this is throughout the entire quran but i'm citing this part specifically because it's like do they not ponder on the quran or are their are their hearts like sealed like in cages or something like that or their hearts have a seal on it something like that i can't i can't even remember anyway and we were talking about how music is almost like that barrier around your heart that's not allowing the goodness of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to reach your heart fully, the words of Allah to reach your heart fully. But the same thing applies to when you're judging other people, to when you're when you're constantly in a state of focusing on others and not focusing on yourself, because that's what judging is. It creates this barrier, it creates this cage on your heart, and because of that, you're focused on others and their relationship with Allah or their relationships with X, Y, and Z. You're not focusing on yourself, so your heart is not being is not being exposed to Allah Subhanahu wa Taala's light the way that it should be, you know. And I've noticed personally that when I've made the subconscious decision to stop judging people and i really started to focus on myself and my relationship with allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that's when i flourish it's like a plant being taken out of the shade almost right it's like you've actually been exposed to the sunlight now it's there it's always been there but you've just changed your environment your internal environment a little bit to to allow that light to shine through you um so really really we just i think the first step is from a young age recognize how detrimental judging really is you know so i don't know it's a sin and we should all try our very best to avoid it and then going back to the whole convert story that somebody brought up at the very very beginning um that's honestly really sad because we're always as, as a muslim community we're supposed to be inviting we're supposed to be warm we're supposed to be welcoming that's that's the way that our prophet muhammad was and that's the way the quran teaches us and that's the that's the that's the way we should embody it, right? But the reality is that's when we let culture seep through. That's when we let these secular ideas really come into play and we label it as religion when in reality it's, it's not religion. Um, and so 
whenever there's that judgmental that 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 feeling of being judged for anyone that might feel like they're being judged whether you're in the muslim community or you're not in the muslim community or or you you feel like you know you feel like you're doing everything right but people are still finding the smallest things to hate on or all of these things recognize it has nothing to do with islam it really really doesn't we can't label you know this this whole culture of being judgy of being clicky of oh only with my group oh you can only marry someone from my nationality or all of these stupid silly silly things that we often hear in the muslim community we need to break away from that as a whole as an ummah we need to break away from that because you know otherwise when we keep going against each other and we're not united within our own efforts within our own communities within our own homes how can we expect anyone from the outside to help us you know how can we expect anyone from the outside to be accepting of us or want to help create change to create a more positive and um comfortable environment for our Muslim community as a whole, right? Or just to want to be a part of us. Or just to want to be know? a part of us in general. But even if, if even if it's not that far, just like, like for example, this is super silly, but like, you know, um, being able to have our Eid off as a school holiday, mm. that would be great, you know? You know, living in the West, we've got Christmas off, we've got, we've got all of these holidays off, right? And that's honestly something that's always driven me a little bit nuts is like, we're this... We're like the second largest religion and the fastest growing one, and we can't get we can't get one day off like just as a whole school, you know. Yeah. But the reality is, is that school boards and just the the public in general, they don't see us coming together as a united effort to make that change, to if, fight for what we need. Exactly, you know? to fight yeah. for what for, fight for our cause, fight for what's right. Instead, they see this internal bickering about the silliest, silliest of things, you know. So we need to we need to step away from that. We need to we need to change. Not only we need to change our mindsets are on a on a micro level, so on a macro level, oh my god, business. <laughs> so on a macro level, um, we as a community and ummah can change and then change the world for the better, inshallah. Yeah. Um, I remember the hadith. Okay, great. Because <laughs> that was gonna drive me crazy. It wasn't even the khayrukum. It was la yu'minu ahadukum hatta Anyway, I just wanted to to make that um, clear, but. Um, I think it's really interesting how you see how you mentioned like judgment is a sin like judging other people um, is a sin and I think that like of course it is but you have to understand what is involved in judgment and we've kind of been alluding to this but in order to judge someone like I said you have to recognize yourself as better than them and what is that arrogance mm. and no one goes to to jannah if they have arrogance in their heart not even a mustard seed worth exactly so judgment is like you're putting yourself above other people by being arrogant and then you're putting other people down usually through harsh words harsh actions which is all just very hated by allah and sinful now i think something and asil mentioned about the whole culture thing but something that we do in Islam, um, well, actually, that's not even true. Something we do as a Muslim community is that we somehow have decided which sins we're going to keep as sins and which ones we're going to disregard and just be like, oh, it's fine. Like, that's, really that's fine, you know. And there's so many examples. And I can give a very surface level one. For example, um, the women aura is like, oh, my gosh, if a woman is not wearing her hijab, she can't be here. She ha- she's astaghfirullah. She's going to hell. But then you have all these guys who are wearing shorts that are like way above their knee, 
Why are you going to the pool or the beach with your belly button out? And people don't care. That's the thing. It's like you can see that as a, and, and a, you'll see a Muslim man doing that. And it's like, oh, it's okay. He's a man. Who cares? But the, the hour for the men, I understand that as women, we cover more. I have no problem with that. I literally have no issue with that. But I have an issue with people who are now going to downplay the aura of a man because he's a man. But for the woman, it's extreme. That is our problem as a community, as a whole, the entire world, honestly. But I can speak really for the West. They've decided certain things that are sinful and they, they are said to be sinful by Allah. Some of them just don't matter anymore. Right? We keep the big ones. We keep, oh yeah, no, no, no khamr, no alcohol, no zina. But like having a girlfriend is okay. As long as you just don't go that far, you know? So it's yeah. it's so bad because like really we've decided that certain things are just are just fine. Racism. You see so many Muslim are racist, and they are so racist. Just like Asid was saying, like, oh, you can't marry my daughter because you're this skin color, or you're from this place, or you're not from our tribe. That is haram, <laughs> but people don't care. That's the thing. So we have somehow, as a collective, minimized certain certain sins to the point where we don't even see them as sins anymore, and we just do them. And judgment is one of those things. We think it's perfectly fine to go around thinking of ourselves in this very highly manner and putting other people down. You know, there's something that I think is so, so amazing, but, and I don't remember the exact story, so bear with us today, guys, or just, you know, whatever, but, but there was, and I believe it was a battle, and I think, I, I think Asid can probably help me out here, but there was a battle, a man um, died, I think he, like, randomly, like, shouted his shahada as he was dying, um, oh, or something yeah. like that, like, he, and, and one of the guys, one of the Muslim men told the Rasulullah, he was like, he was like, how do you say shahada? Like, he was not even doing any of this. Like, he was basically judging him for being like, how did he die and think he's going to die as a shaheed, pretty much. Yeah, he came from, he, he, it came from the assumption that he was like, almost like ridiculing, almost like, oh, I should have that, you know, like, yeah, yeah. Like, I'm saying it, you know? But the Rasul looked at him, so I said to him, and he said, did you open his heart? Yeah. Did you open his heart? And I think that that is such a powerful statement. Have we opened any of these people's hearts and seen what's actually inside them? Because the answer is no. We absolutely haven't. So if the Rasul, sallallahu alayhi wasallam, and I don't know anything about this man who died. I honestly don't remember what his name was or who he was or what his significance was in the seerah. I don't, I don't know any of this. But if it was some, somewhat obvious to this other man that he was just he was just saying stuff, like he didn't really mean it, then I'm sure that the guy had some sort of... Um, evidence to go off of or assumption or whatnot but the rasul this well the rasul وسلم, still told this guy that was making a judgment he said did you open his heart that is a sorry go no ahead. go ahead i would say that's a really really good point because this goes back to the whole thing about how judging people puts a, a cage around your own heart right but the truth lies within your heart you know right. and we're reading a book called with the heart in mind and I'm not talking about the book in general, but just think of the title, right? With the heart in mind. Really, with our true connection, our true emotions, everything that comes true comes from deep within the heart. Like when we are in our graves, right, and we are going to be asked our three questions, it's not what our mind knew, it's what our actions did. It's the actions of the heart that we did and that allowed our limbs to do X, Y, and Z in this life, right? So that is a really, really, really good point. It's not 
it's not even oh well this person said this and said that but do you know what truly what truly lied in their hearts that's a really that's yeah. a really beautiful point and i just want to say one thing before i forget and there's two verses from surah al-hujurat which i think fit oh, really yes, yes. sorry it fits really well into this and they're long so i'm just going to read the translation so i don't make any mistakes cuz today is one of those days um, but it says um, Surah Al-Hujurat, the 11th and the 12th ayahs. Oh, oh, believers, do not let some men ridicule others. They may be better than them, nor let some women ridicule other women. They may, be, they may be better than them. Do not defame one another, nor call each other by offensive nicknames. How evil is it to act rebelliously after having faith? And whoever does not repent, it is they who are the true wrongdoers. Oh, believers, this next ayah. Um, oh, believers. Avoid many suspicions, for indeed some suspicions are sin- sinful. This goes back to our point, right? Judging people is a sin. And do not And it's all based on assumption, too. Exactly, like, that's what right? I was trying to emphasize when it's I was speaking. Avoid many suspicions. It's right. Like, just stop, yeah. stop thinking about what other people are doing in general. And yeah. that's something I want to emphasize on later when you finish. Very good. Um, and do not spy nor backbite one another. This goes back to what I was talking about earlier. Would any of you like to eat the flesh of their dead brother? You would despise that. And fear Allah. Surely Allah is the acceptor of repentance, the most merciful. And I think that's something so beautiful is when you look at the way these ayat are ended. So the first ayah, the ayah 11, ends with saying, and whoever does not repent, it is they who are the true wrongdoers. So that's implying what? If you want to be a true believer, you should repent. And then subhanAllah, in the 12th ayah, it says, what are the two names Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala picked? He could have chosen any two. He could have chosen the all-hearing, the all-seeing. Why? Because he sees what people are doing and he hears what they're saying about other people. He could have he could have said, he could have said anything, the all-knowing, the most mighty. He could have said any of those names and it would have somehow fit. But subhanAllah, what? Behind his divine wisdom, what two were uh, um, wow? What two names did he pick? He said, "Surely Allah is the acceptor of repentance, the most merciful," because it shows that even when you do do that sin of judging other people for their sins, which is an interesting feedback loop, right? Why? Repent, and you'll fall out of that feedback loop. Why? Because Allah Subhanahu wa Taala accepts repentance and even with all of that and if you are the person who is being judged for something you are rightfully doing wrong repent because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is the most merciful and I think that's something that's so incredibly beautiful and that's why we have to we have to dive into the Quran and I say this every single episode but I genuinely mean it right when what's stopping you from diving into the Quran what's stopping you from learning about these hadith or these stories Ismail and I are butchering today but we are mentioning them right we <laughs> they're are. somewhere in the recesses of our brain we just, just can't exactly access right? them we've been on we've been at school pretty much all day so she has yes. yeah I <laughs> we've been studying all day but anyway but seriously what's stopping you from from doing those things and you'll start to realize that there's a sin that you might be committing that you don't even realize is a sin like Samaya was saying and that can really just be judging people and once you work hard to eliminate that from your life You'll come to see. You'll come to see these connections. You'll come to see everything flourish and put put it all together into this beautiful, this beautiful um, message Allah Subhanahu wa Taala has sent us that we should be trying to follow. And I'm so sorry I interrupted you. No, earlier, I think it's it's interesting that you brought up these ayahs. And guys, I've been wanting to do a tafsir of yes. Surah Al-Hujurat. 
for the longest time. So maybe inshallah, maybe inshallah we can do more like Ramadan tafsir or like tafsir episodes in Ramadan, like delving into the Quran or whatever. But yes, I've been wanting to do this. Like we might have to put out like three or four different episodes of just like Surah Al-Hujurat tafsir because that surah is like literally how we should behave in our etiquette as Muslims. But the next ayah actually from what Asil was mentioning um, she said 11th and 12th. The next ayah, there's a phrase, and I was going to bring it up, and Allah said, and this goes right back to the whole did you open his heart thing. Allah says, That indeed, the most pious of you, or the best of you, are the ones who have the most taqwa in Allah. Those are the best of you. So it is interesting that Allah said, don't ridicule other people because they might be better than you. And Allah also specified a difference between men and women, which if we do a tafsir, inshallah, we can get into that. But then two ayahs later, Allah says that indeed the best of you are those who have the most taqwa in Allah. And only Allah determines who has the most taqwa. You might see people and you think, mashallah, they're great people. And inshallah, they are. But only Allah knows who's actually better than who in terms of their religiosity. That's what makes a person better. And you can't determine that, you know? So I think that that's also just a very interesting point of, did you open his heart? Only Allah knows what's in the hearts. Even the Rasul, he didn't, I mean, of course he was given divine, you know, wisdom and Allah gave him divine knowledge of certain things if he wanted him to know something. But he, he can't judge between the hearts, you know? That's Allah's job. We love our Prophet Muhammad so much, but... His job is not to be a judge between the people. That that duty lies only with Allah. And only Allah can determine what's in the hearts of the people. So did you open this person's heart? And I think what's so interesting too is that even though a lot of the time people are judging other people for sinning, like you said, they don't even realize that in and of itself, that thing that they're doing is a sin. So it's like you're judging a sinner, but well, you're also literally sinning while doing that Mm -hmm. i think that that's very interesting and again i think this goes back to the magnitude of the sins like i was saying a lot of people think oh i can judge this person because he's doing zina but like who said that you could do that i think i think honestly we have so many incidences of um things that happened like in the seerah or whatnot where you think that someone is clearly in the wrong for doing a certain sin but then allah actually condemns the person who had that arrogance or who had that judgment. It wasn't the person drinking alcohol, you know? And I just think that that's so interesting. Like we have to be so careful with this kind of stuff because we have no idea. Again, only Allah determines who is actually the better one amongst us. Not not one of us, that's not our job. And we, we are not qualified to do that. Um, so I think that that's, that's something that's really interesting. And I was going to mention something cause you said something and then I don't remember what it was. Well, if you don't, I have so to. now I cannot remember. Yeah, go ahead. Okay. Well, there's three things actually, and I don't know if they connect together. And I really hope that after recording this, somebody will listen and say, yeah, that made sense. <laughs> um, but you're talking about this concept of opening up the heart, right? And then we're also talking about how some people think that they are more pious than others. And therefore it gives them the liberty to judge other people. SubhanAllah, something that's really, really, really interesting is at the beginning of the seerah, right, when we're first learning about the Prophet Muhammad, so from when he was a child, 
What did, what did Angel Jibreed come and do? He came and literally opened his heart and took out, took out like this like black, like I don't know how to describe it, but almost like a black seed, almost like the Prophet Muhammad's heart was literally open up, opened up for us, right? And took out any of those impurities, took out any of those flaws so he could become really, truly the best of mankind, right? And I think we can learn a lot from that because <clears throat> it comes to show that even though his heart was literally opened up to show just how pure it was, it was purified, right? It also comes to show that even with that, even with that, that miracle that he was given, and it was very, very clear proof that he has the purest heart out of all of us, he still didn't judge other people's hearts, mm. you know, because he knows Allah Ta'ala is the one, the one most worthy of judging people. So I think that's something really interesting, is even the Prophet Muhammad Sallallahu who was given literally a whole story about his heart literally being opened up, right, he still never once took that and was like, well, Y'all know what was in my heart. You guys know that my heart is clear. So like I can I can make this judgment about you and I can make this judgment about you. And it also comes to show the true um the, the that was part that comes to show part of the true prophethood of the Prophet Muhammad. Sallallahu he wasn't just somebody random that said, Oh yeah, astaghfirullah, but like, oh yeah, I'm a prophet. No, because anybody else could have taken a story like that and could have abused it. Could have been like, Well, you saw my heart, so I, I can do X, Y, and Z, right? So it just comes to show the divinity the d divine wisdom behind that. So I think that's something that's really beautiful. Another thing too is sometimes when you're judging people, and I think that um We've all probably done this at least once or twice in our life, but sometimes we judge people and then we realize they're not even doing anything in the first place. Mm. Like Samaya said earlier, it's about the assumptions. That's what judgment is based off of. And like that ayah in Surah Al-Pajarat mentioned, it's suspicions, right? The second, the 12th ayah. And so there is actually a story um, <clears throat> in Surah Yusuf. And this story, I'm not going to get into the whole beginning of it, but, you know, I recommend that you you dive into this story. It's the best of all stories, as it says in the Qur'an, and I think that this is truly beautiful. But basically, there was the wife of the Aziz, right? And she, there's this whole backstory behind it, but the Prophet Yusuf was, was essentially framed, despite all of his things proofing his innocence, he was almost framed to make it seem like he did something that he didn't. And so as a result, he was thrown into jail right for a number of years and um i'm trying to find the actual the actual ayah um ah man why can't i find it um oh my lord i would rather be in jail than do what they invite me to do and if you do not turn their cunning away from me i might yield them and fall into ignorance right so it keeps going on and it says and so it occurred to those in charge well i skipped an ayah but it's okay and so it occurred to those in charge despite seeing all the proofs of an of his innocence that he should be imprisoned for a while right and i think that interest that story is very interesting prophet yusuf was a was a prophet you know and so all of these things it comes to show that they judged him in a certain way because what happens before you go to jail right you have to go through a trial and all of these things right to either prove your innocence or prove that you're guilty right and so he ju they judged him in a certain way despite the fact that he was innocent and as a result what happened he spent years of his life in jail now first and foremost that's obviously part of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's wisdom that he was framed and set up that way right but it comes to show that you don't necessarily and that was a trial and stuff but regardless it comes to show that you, and not really a trial but like it was like a formal judgment but it comes to show that you might be thinking about something about somebody but you don't realize they, i mean prophet yusuf was chosen by allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and they 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 said that he did this awful awful thing right they were like oh if the back of his shirt is ripped and all of these things it comes to show that we don't we can't judge people like that 
right? He was chosen by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, right? And even with that though, he still turned to Allah, even in the middle of being being accused of something. He still turned to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala was going to help him regardless and he did in the end, right? Of course he was helping him with every single step of the way, but it comes to show that if the Prophet Yusuf was chosen by Allah and could have been framed for something like that, there are other people that we are walking in the midst with. There are other people in our lives that we are in encountering and interacting with that are also chosen by Allah. They're chosen by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to be his friend, right? To be, to be his companions, almost, in a way. You know, he loves them in this special special kind of love. And th there's a hadith, I think it's hadith Qudsi, that literally says Allah SWT will wage war against anyone who hurts or, or harms one of, his, one, of his, um, one of his own friends, you know? I think that's something so beautiful and something we should be really, really cautious of is that the person that you might be judging, the person that you might be making false assumptions about or maybe they are true or whatever it may be the person that you're judging in general that person could be chosen by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala the way Prophet Yusuf was chosen by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala right and I don't know about you but I don't want God waging a war against me okay <laughs> life can be already be a little hard just as it is you know and so you don't ever ever want that you want Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala on your side as a matter of fact you want to be among those that are chosen right and so one of the barriers to that you know, on the Day of Judgment, there's going to be light emitting from all different places. But one of the places that light's not going to be emitting from, from the majority of people, is what? Their mouths. Mm -hmm. Because of what we say with our mouths. Because of the things that we say with our tongues. Judging comes, just tip of the tongue. You can just say whatever. Oh, she's wearing that? Oh, like he's, she's she's doing she's that? She's a hijabi? Like that? Take it off? Right? You might as well. <laughs> That's all coming from where? From your tongue. You want to be chosen by Allah SWT. You want to have light emitting from every single part of you, Right? So do well with every single gift that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given you. Do well with all of it so you can be chosen. Not so you're the one judging those that are chosen. You don't want to be in that position whatsoever. So I really hope that made sense. But I love that point a lot, actually. Yeah. I, I really, really love that, that you brought that hadith Qudsi in there. Um, something else, and a couple things that I wanted to mention. I did remember my point from earlier, so I'll mention that a little bit later. But something that I think that we don't realize is that Allah... Subhanahu wa ta'ala would much prefer someone who is struggling for his sake than someone who just thinks that they're they're all good, they're better than everyone else and all that. What I mean by that is Allah would much rather someone who is constantly struggling for example to wear their hijab better. Right? Someone who wakes up every morning and they're like I want to do this but I just don't know how. Or I want to do this, but I, I'm, I'm working on it. I'm working on it so hard, so diligently. But what do we see on the outside? Maybe she's wearing skinny jeans. Maybe the shape of her body is showing. Maybe her hair is showing. Maybe she's wearing a lot of makeup. I don't know and I don't care. But what I'm trying to say is we don't know that this girl is working so hard and she's giving everything that she has. We don't know that. All we're doing is looking at her and being like, well, if she's going to wear her hijab like that, she might as well just take it off. Mm-hmm. Or maybe this person um, recently decided to wear the hijab and they don't have any other clothes that they can wear. Maybe they're, maybe they're in... sorry, but maybe they're, they're working on yeah. trying to figure out other brands that they can buy from or other, other clothing places that they can buy from or whatever. Like, but what, what do we see? We see, oh, astaghfirullah, this girl is violating the hijab. Take it off. But we have no idea. Allah would much rather someone who is literally 
every single day just struggling to get better. Even if they fail every day, Allah would much rather that struggle than someone who's sitting back, watching the people, focusing on the people, and being arrogant. Mm-hmm. Right? Allah says, at the end of uh, Surah Al-Ankabut, Allah says, وَالَّذِينَ جَاهَدُوا فِينَا لَنَهْدِيَنَّهُمْ سُبُولَنَا Allah says that indeed those who are constantly performing this jihad in our sake, we're going to guide them. We're going to guide them to our way. And indeed Allah is with the muhsineen. وَإِنَّ اللَّهَ مَعَ الْمُحْسِنِينَ So how do we know who's struggling in Allah's cause? We don't. We have no idea. Again, all we see is that surface level, that exterior. That's all we see. Is that enough? Is it enough to look at someone's exterior and make all of your judgments about that? It's really not. It really, really isn't. So are you going to be someone who is struggling in Allah's cause, maybe against the sin of judgment? That's a struggle. Or are you going to be someone who's just sitting there acting like you have the right to be judging other people? The point I wanted to bring up earlier was that, and I've mentioned this in an episode before. It might have been one of our very first ones, but I know I said this. We focus so much on everybody else and we don't look at ourselves. And I, I seen briefly mention this just a few minutes ago as well. But we are so focused on other people and their sins. Why? And I, I'm guilty of this. Like, I was doing the same thing at one point. You know? We focus so much on what everyone is doing wrong. But when was the last time you looked at yourself? When was the last time you did some introspection? When was the last time you worked on your flaws? Because you're not perfect. The only one who's perfect is Allah, and that's why he's able to judge us. You notice that even the prophets are, like I said, even the prophets are not given that status. They're not given the ability of everyone is going to stand in front of them on the day of judgment. No, that only belongs to Allah. Because ultimately, he is perfect while everyone else is flawed. So instead of looking at what everyone else is doing, start focusing on yourself. I know that as Muslims, it can be a little bit disappointing or a little bit heartbreaking to see the state of our ummah, to see the things that people are doing. And we're just, you know, we just feel really sad by that or saddened by that. We feel a little bit discouraged or we just want people to be doing the right thing. I understand that. I really do. But I think at the end of the day, instead of wallowing in that and just constantly thinking about, well, all these other people are doing such horrible things and that's why our ummah is messed up. Focus on being the light. Focus on you being the one that makes this ummah worthy, right? And when you do that, really you emanate that. So hopefully other people are going to follow you. But I think really a big takeaway is like stop worrying about what other people are doing and focus on how you can grow. At the end of the day, it's you standing in front of Allah, not you and all the million other people that you judged. Everyone is going to stand in front of Allah individually. And you're going to be asked about your sins. Allah says so many times in the Quran, "Wala taziru wizra You're not going to bear the burden or the soul, the sins of another soul, right? You are going to be held accountable for your sins, and they're going to be held accountable for their sins. You're not held accountable for anyone else's sins. They're not held accountable for yours. So just stop focusing on their sins. And also, I think something else that we have to do is we have to try to see the good in people. Mm-hmm. I know it can be hard, but we focus so much on what everyone is doing wrong and we don't even look at the things they're doing right. We're like, oh, these people do X, Y, and Z. These people, astaghfirullah, this, this, and that. 
But what about the things that they're doing right? How about instead of thinking and really becoming so invested in all their sins, how about instead we counteract that thought with something good that we see this person doing? Right? Because like I said, we are going to have judgments. That's going to be a part of who we are as humans. We're going to have these thoughts that pop into our heads. But like I said, how do we counteract them? So instead of looking at this person and recalling every single bad thing that they're doing, that you see them post on Instagram, that you see them do, you know, in person, whatever, I don't care. But instead of looking at all of those things, why don't we look at people and what they're doing right? Let's focus on that, right? And sometimes people continue down a path of sin because that's all that people know them for. That's all that people focus on them for. So maybe... If you started focusing on the good that this person has and you start telling them about that. I love how you just did that. That was so that was so that was so nice of you. That was so amazing. Maybe that person will then be more prompted to grow in a better direction. You don't know. The point is you never know the outcome of your judgment. You think you're doing something great. You think just because Allah is not testing you with your deen like you're fine. But like I said, what if you're the reason why someone leaves the deen and never comes back? What if you're the reason why someone hates the masjid? Can you imagine that? And may Allah protect us all, but like genuinely, can you imagine being the reason why someone hates Islam? Why someone hates coming to the masjid? Why someone hates being around Muslims? Because of you, because of what you said to them, because of how you thought of them, because of how you put them down, because of the superiority complex that you were just radiating, right? So I think it's just so crucial to focus on yourself. And if you're going to look at other people, which again, we all do and we're all surrounded by people, it's important to just counteract those thoughts with positive ones about the person. How, how good is this person? Because there is goodness there. And again, trying to have this mindset of, I can learn from anyone, right? Everyone is better than me and I can learn from them. And then the last point that I really wanted to say is that we have no idea how we're gonna die. Just because you're chilling right now and you're, alhamdulillah, in a good spot with your dean or whatever does not mean that you're going to die like that. And we know that, yes, your entire life is important, but the state in which you die is even more important. So this person that you're putting down and judging, maybe they are doing some things. Maybe they are involved in some sins, but maybe they're going to die in a much better state than you. But do you know that? You have no clue. You don't know how you're going to end up and you don't know how they're going to end up. So again, did you open their heart? Do you know what's inside their heart? And the answer is no. You have no clue. So stop acting like you do. You know, I love that a lot. <clears throat> and I have just two more points then I'm done. But, <laughs> um, oh man, what was I going to say? Oh, so we're talking all about this introspection and stuff. And I think that, and I'm, I definitely can attest to this, but once you've let go of the mindset of judging people because that's really all that is it's it's becomes part of you but once you've turned once you've let go of that and you don't let it become a part of you you'll come to realize how guilty you feel afterwards oh for sure i think that's something that we don't i didn't realize i would be victim of is the guilt of judging people afterwards but i think if anything i am thankful that i have that guilt because it shows that i cared it shows that i i'm trying for the sake of allah subhanahu wa ta'ala but it's like Say, for example, you judge somebody for a sin, then you fall into that sin, like Samaya was saying, yes. afterwards. 
What hurts more than trying to get out of that sin is honestly, and this is just me speaking, but I don't want anyone else to fall victim to this, right? But it's just that, it's that guilt that consumes you afterwards. That, oh man, I didn't realize how hard it was. And so now here I am and I can, you know, they say karma. Yeah, and it's not necessarily karma. It's part of your divine plan. But at the same time, it's like, man, I spoke far too soon. Sometimes it's a lot easier to just say something. That, and, and then you experience it and you're like, oh, wow, this is what it feels like? Oh, wow, it really isn't as easy as it looks just to get out of. It's actually way harder than you might expect. So I think that's one thing, too. I want to butt in no, you're really fine. fast. Sorry. Why are we expecting perfection from people when we're not perfect? Exactly. I think that's a really, really big thing. Like, when we're judging people, we're expecting people to be perfect. We're holding them to this caliber of perfection that we ourselves can't even reach. Mm-hmm. We're not perfect. None of us are. So why is it that we're expecting perfection from other people or we're judging them for not being perfect? That's yeah. not the standard. And like I've said many times, Allah is never asking for perfection. Allah's asking for effort and progress. And that's it. So why don't we accept that from others? Why is it that we're holding people to this perfection? The standard that is honestly unattainable in this life. We're not going to be perfect, but we can try. But at the same time, it's like, why are you, why are we holding each other to that, to that standard? Just like you were saying, you know, it's not fair. You realize after you've judged someone for something that you're now going through, you're like, I held them to this standard and now I am even worse. So what in the world, you know? Yeah, yeah, it's I a, like it's a, a inconsistency. Yeah, like I said earlier, like really the v- image that people see of us is not necessarily how good we are. It's just how well Allah SWT has concealed our sin, has concealed our I flaws. Love that. I love that. And I really, I think that that's something that I recently, you know, came to the conclusion of, but I live my life by it now, or I try to live my life by that now. It's because really I have so many flaws that no one will ever know about, but that's that's because of the grace of Allah SWT. And so if anything... I don't want to ever be put in the position where my my flaws are going to be concealed like that to that degree where people can judge me like that. I just work to be a better person and that's what matters, right? Um, Like Samaya said, you know, we can't always strive for perfection because that's pretty selfish because perfection is only kept for the the Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, you know, our Lord. I think you can strive for perfection. Oh, you can strive for perfection. You're never going to reach never it. get there, yeah. you know. But to yeah. be as good as you possibly can. Yeah, yeah, 100%. You know, have ihsan, have excellence in your everyday actions, but recognize when it comes to other people especially, right, don't expect anyone to be perfect, like Samaya was saying, because we're not. We're all sinners. And another point I want to make um, was that, was the guilt. But it was also, there are two ayat that I want to talk about. Um, actually, it's a whole series of ayat, but I'm only going to talk about two of them, and it's from Surah Sabah. And so it says in ayat 25, say, you will not be accountable accountable for our misdeeds, nor will we be accountable for your deeds. Then it goes to say, and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, is, it says, um, say, our Lord will gather us together, then he will judge between us with the truth, for he is the all-knowing judge. You know, Allah SWT is going to be the fatah between the two of us, right? Or between the people. So I think that's something that we really have to recognize. Is It says in the first ep- the ayah, you know, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala knows, knows our misdeeds. I'm going to be held to my, my, my deeds and you're going to be held to yours. And I think Samaya referred to that earlier, but I just wanted to bring up the exact citation to show it is written in the Qur'an. It is written Multiple there, times. right? Mm-hmm. So you focus on you when it comes to trying to grow. You pray for other people to grow because like I say... 
all the time, right? There's there's no cap on the amount of people that can go to Jannah, right? But also in the progress, remember that before we get to Jannah, there is a step of the day of judgment. And so we want to be among those that are intercessing for people, not the one receiving intercession. We want to receive your intercession from 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 the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu Inshallah, inshallah, we are all gifted that. But at the same time, we don't want to be the one that wronged somebody in this life whether it be that we judge them or that be that we deterred them from Islam because of our judgments that we put upon them. And then on the day of judgment, there is a, there is a barrier blocking you from Jannah. No one, we don't want that, right? We want to have the easiest way to get to Jannah as possible, right? And so one of the things stopping you from getting to Jannah is not having, is having, you know, maybe somebody has a grudge against you and then because of that on the day of judgment, they're going to take away some of your good deeds or this or that. They're going to get the, the compensation that they rightfully deserve, right? right? So don't don't be that person that's having their deeds being taken away from because, because you wrong somebody. And you might, sometimes we wrong people without them even realizing it. And so this is why, and this is a practice that I might have changed a lot since we've started this podcast but one thing will stay the same and it's a practice that i try my very hardest to implement every night and i implore each and every one of you if you haven't done this yet or haven't started doing this yet go ahead and start doing it it's a game changer but um every night before you go to sleep or every morning before you wake up or whatever it may be make it part of your routine that you go to sleep knowing ya rab i've forgiven the things that people have done to me today. You know, obviously, if there are yes. little things here and there, whether it be like your brother annoyed you a little bit or your sister took the shirt that you really wanted to wear that day <laughs> or something silly like that, right? You say, you start off by saying, I forgive them. And because I'm choosing to forgive people, and you have to genuinely mean it, of course. And because I'm choosing to forgive these people, Yorab, I ask you to forgive me. And I ask those I interacted with today, if I wronged anyone, whether it be that I knew I wronged them or whether it be I didn't know I wronged them, I ask you to put forgiveness in their hearts so they can forgive me as well. So we don't have to deal with that in Jannah. So, I mean, in, on the day of judgment, right? So we can just get easy access to Jannah. And then after that, you ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for forgiveness. You repent to him, you seek, you, 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 you do your istighfar, you, 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 you return to him, and all of these things. And so once you, once you start implementing ac- um, actions like that into your life, it, you're counteracting that, that constant feeling of needing to judge other people. And you'll see it manifest in your life, I promise. You'll see it develop into your life. And you as a person will change, and you will notice it, right? But it starts with that eliminate judging people from your life it's not worth it it's not worth the repercussions that you're going to face in the jay of judgment in in the akhirah it's not worth you know messing up ties with people that you have because guess what even if you don't necessarily say hey i'm judging you that person right. can sense it yeah. you know we're not we're we all have intuition you know wherever the word is intuition we, intuition <laughs> i can't I'm sorry to realize I can't say a lot of things, but it's fine. You know, we all have that sense of, oh, I think, like, you know. And sometimes it's us overthinking. Let's be real. But other times, or sometimes we're so, you know, obsessed with, oh, what are they going to think? Yeah. But and you should listen to our reputation representation episode for that. But also it comes, if somebody genuinely, genuinely does not like you, right, or is genuinely judging you and you can tell, or maybe you heard somebody from someone, oh, they said that about me, you're destroying relationships that you have in this life that could be very, very, very valuable one day. You know, you're burning the bridge before you even built the bridge in the first place a lot of the times. Because usually we judge the people that are not as close to us. And that's mm. sad, right? So don't be that person. Don't 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 destroy your relationships with other people and destroy your relationship with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in the process. I promise you it's not worth it. Don't judge. Yeah. 
That's the Don't episode. judge. Yeah. I had a point. Can't remember not anything about it. So, We're going to listen to this and be like, how many times um, did we say we can't remember? Yeah. This is this is all over the place. I'm like trying to remember and the brain is just okay. not retrieving the information. But bottom line, like we said, I think um, just focus on yourself. And I, I just wanted to quickly give some tips i guess for and and i've mentioned these before as well but how do we actually work to build this habit of trying not to judge anymore because you know we can all say oh we don't want to judge anymore but like how do you actually put that into practice um because like i said it's it is part of our human nature to judge other people or to see something and just have a judgment right away but i think something that i've been trying to do a lot is when i do see something like that number one I just am so thankful that I'm not in that situation. So here are some steps. Number one, just say Alhamdulillah, genuinely meaning it from the bottom of your heart that you're not being tested like that or that you're not in that situation, right? Like be so incredibly grateful. Number two, ask Allah to protect you from ever being in that situation, right? And then number three, just make dua for the person. Even if you're scrolling on social media and you see something that you're like, whoa, Muslims should not be doing that, just make dua for the person. May Allah guide them. That's it. Again, we don't know who's ending up where and we don't know how we're going to end up or how we're going to die. So when you see something instead of, and it look, it's okay to be shocked by things that you see and it's okay to have that split second of, of, uh, of judgment that kind of comes into your head and you're like, whoa, but um counteract that by just being very grateful that that's not you because you never know and ask Allah to protect you from that and then make dua for the person you know so um with that I think that's all I have to say cannot remember my point still um I'm gonna remember it the second we turn the mic off that's what's gonna happen um but yeah Thank you for listening to us word vomit for an hour and whatever <laughs> it's been um, because today's episode was a little bit. It's okay. It's We got good lessons in there. But, you know, may Allah judge between us the truth and let him open the doors of truth for all of us. And may he, you know, not inflict us with the with the disease of the heart, which is arrogance, which leads to being a judgmental person. So yeah, may Allah SWT I mean, protect I mean. us all from that. Um, and with that, thank you guys. If you've listened to the hour and 10 minutes of this, um, we appreciate it. Thank you very much. And we hope that we got something across. So with that, um, inshallah, you'll hear from us next week.